Welcome back. Hour two here at News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you. In for Tom Bowerly. Bowerly will be back on Tuesday. You're stuck with me today and Monday. Taking your calls on lessons learned during the storm. Just want to throw this out there as uh was in the weather. You what was that? Um did you hear that? Am I hearing things, Josh? No, I heard it too. I was that was weird. I thought you like fell out of your chair or something. No, I'm right here. I'm good. I don't know what's going on. Ooh. Um, but there is, you know, a lot of snow melting, rains coming down, you know, and there is a flood watch. So just throwing that out there uh, as the warmer temperatures are here. We're in the 50s right now. We're going to stay in the mid 40s overnight. It's going to rain today. It's going to rain tomorrow. Um, so just be prepared if you're in an area that is regular to flooding, um, just be on the lookout that there is a flood watch in effect until tomorrow. All right, 803-0930, star 930. I, I, I want to comment on something that I saw earlier, um, but we'll get to that maybe at 3.30 because uh, we have some calls on hold, and I don't want to make them wait. But I saw something interesting, and I, I think it's a good thing Um but I'll get to it. I'll get to it after the bottom of the hour news. How do we? How about we do that? Your lessons in the storm, uh, the blizzard of '22. Your advice to those for the next time there's a storm, and what sh- what lessons should the state, the county, and the city take away from this to make us better prepared for the next snow event, which there will be one. We live in Western New York. Sandy is on a cell. Sandy, thanks for calling in. Hi. Uh, I I don't know who would uh, put the information out, but if everybody could know somehow, if they're having trouble, whether it's physical, I mean, uh, uh, medication, uh, heat, whatever, if everybody that's in trouble needs help would put a large red scarf in the window, piece of paper, red, cardboard, anything that's large and red in the front window so people can see somebody needs help. Yeah, I, I, that would be a good way to put a, a signal out there, especially if you can't get an answer uh, right. from anyone, Sandy. Right. And I, I also want to know, did you ever hear from Marilyn, was it, who was on the floor with a displaced hip? You know, I, I think I think she did call into one of the shows, Sandy. I'll get you an answer for that before we're out of here, Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Sandy on a cell. Yeah, I mean, you heard you heard of so many people that, um, you know, uh, understandably uh, were, were stuck home and people couldn't get to them. Um, and, and you know, maybe a way to signify that have something by a big window in your house uh, so you can put attention on. Hey, help needed here. If you're walking by, if you're looking for um, something. If you're looking for somebody that needs help, this is the way to do it, especially when there's no power, no you know, way to put some kind of light on it. Um, but you know, these are things that I, I think we can take away from the storm, and all advice really should be thrown on the table, and those ideas should be put out there. You know, we, we talk, um, David, Tim, and Al talked about the EAS system during David's show, and, you know, we, we have smartphones, and Brian and I talked about this on Tuesday. You know, we, we have to realize most people don't get their, don't, 
not mo- I don't want to say most people. That's not we're one of the most listened to radio stations. That's not fair to say. There's a lot of people out there that don't follow the news. Okay, I have a lot of friends who text me for news. Hey, wh- what does this mean? What's going on here? There's got to be a way. Because what's the one thing you see, no matter where you go, and it's really become something of all ages, all right? All ages, there are people who are just buried in their phone. There's got to be a way that we can send an alert that a major storm is on the way. And yeah, just like the Amber Alert, you know, eh, eh, eh. make it loud, make it, you know, obnoxious so people look at their phones, that's something we should be doing. That is something that, you know, for the next storm, all of our phones should be going off. It's important when, when they do it for the Amber Alert. I'm glad they have this system in place. But they should also be able to use that system for a major storm. Because, again, a lot of people don't don't follow the news. They don't check up on the news every day. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But we have a lot of people that they're, they're just, their main thing to do is not wake up and turn the news on. So we have to be able to alert everybody. And we had such an extensive warning of this snowstorm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason that not everyone should have known a huge snowstorm's coming. And they should have, the state could have done or someone could have sent to everybody's phone the video Josh sent me on Thursday of the storm going through Wyoming. Hey, this is heading for you. Be prepared. You know what I mean? I mean, we looked at that storm, Josh, and I remember, like, you sent that to me. And I said, wow, this is going to be one heck of a storm. And that was in Wyoming. Hadn't gone over Lake Erie yet. Wow, that's going to be one heck of a storm. And it was. You know, and uh, tragically, it took 40 lives here in western New York. So all ideas have to be on the table. And we can't say, we can't say there's, oh, you know, that's an awful idea. We can't do that. I am sick of hearing. I have to say, I am sick of hearing members at a, at a high, powerful level, at an elected level, say, well, we can't do that. That's not an option. Don't tell me that's not an option. If anything, that, that, that is the number one thing we need to do. How do we alert the severity of this storm? Now, you're going to have people out there, understandably so, that say, wait, is this not the same government that locked me down in Christmas of 2020? The same county that pretty much locked us down leading up to Christmas of 2021? You know, eventually, people are going to just tune it out. Oh, here we go, another ban. They're going to tune it out. You know, I hear so many people talking about, oh, well, if the driving ban had been in uh, earlier. You have to realize, after, you know, a, a two years of telling us what, when, why, how we can do stuff, people are starting to just ignore their local government. And, and, you know, again, I'm not saying that's right. I think, you know, I, I think obviously the driving ban was put in for good, for good reason. But you have to look at why were so many people ignoring it. And again, I'm not saying that it's right that people were ignoring it. If you saw the storm that was coming, 
you should have been off the roads. But why are people ignoring it? And you'll never hear anyone admit this. You won't hear anyone at a high level admit this. But again, when you've been told, oh, you're not in stage four. You can't go to a bar. People are just, "Eh, I'm going on with my Christmas Eve. You know, I, I have to go get a gift. I have to go to the store. And again, I'm not saying that's right. Obviously, those were some awful decisions to make that morning. But you have to ask yourself, why are people tuning us out? Why are people not taking this seriously? And you have to look at, well, how many times are you going to tell people what they can and can't do? Going into Christmas 2022, it was the first time Erie County, in, two, in, in three years, Erie County hadn't told us how to spend our Christmas. So, yeah, people are a little sick of being told what to do. And I, I, and I want to clarify, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But maybe you could look at how you talk to your constituents. Maybe you can find a better way to communicate the information. Like I said, I think maybe Josh should be the county executive. Sending that video out would have been, hey, this is why there's a driving ban. Look at this storm that's coming for us. But you have to realize that people are sick and tired of being told what they can and can't do. And that maybe your own worst enemy is you. And the reason people aren't paying attention to you is you. I'm sorry, the, the same people that threatened to close gyms again. I'm sorry that I'm not, I'm not you know, taking, uh, now you're trying to stop me from doing something else seriously. Maybe you're the problem. I, I, I hate to be that way. And I'm not, again, this is no, not political one way or another. I could, care, I could not care less what political party people are. If it was up to me, we'd get rid of political parties. It has nothing to do with the political party. But when you continuously are telling people what they can and can't do, oh, you can't go to the Bills game unless you have this card, right? Oh, you can't go work out unless you have a mask on. When you've had that for two plus years, and now people are getting ready to, to spend a normal Christmas together, you can't, you can't say, well, I don't know why they weren't uh, paying attention to us. I don't know why they ignored us. Again, maybe you, you're, you are your own worst enemy. And I hate to be that way. But as someone who has said moronic things before, as someone who has probably said something way too often to where people ignore it, me, I, believe me, I, I, I am speaking from experience. Eventually, people are going to ignore it. And if you want people to take you seriously, if you want people to pay attention, if you want people to actually hear that there's a driving ban and take it seriously, which, yes, they should, then maybe the way you're communicating it needs to be different. And maybe you should look back and say, you know what? Maybe we did go too far with lockdowns. Maybe in 2021, you didn't need a card to get into an outdoor stadium. Maybe I shouldn't have put a mask mandate back in a week before Christmas. But you'll never get that, right? And I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, libertarian. I don't care what political party you are. If you're a politician in 2022, very rare that you're looking in the mirror and go, you know, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I need to fix some things. It's unfortunate, but that's where our, that's where our politics is, has gone. But I'd like to hear someone say that. I, I, I think it would, be, it would be refreshing to hear someone in a position of power 
say, you know what? Maybe it's us. Maybe we need to communicate better. And yeah, you know what? Maybe we went a little too far with certain bans, certain lockdowns for the last two years. And even if that's the way you, you, you inter- introduce the driving ban, number one, you have to let people know there's a driving ban. And again, putting a driving ban in place, you're assuming that everyone's watching the news. That's just not true. But again, when, when putting the, tr- the travel ban in place, maybe you say, you know what, guys? We might have gone a little too far in December of 2021, especially with lockdowns and with mandates. This is different. This is completely different. This is nothing like those. Again, maybe it's in the way you communicate. I'm not good at a lot of things, okay? There are a lot of areas in life I wish I were better in. But I think one thing I do know is how to communicate and how to get people to listen to what you're saying. So maybe, maybe ignore all my other advice, elected officials. But this is one you might want to listen to. Change the way you're communicating certain things, especially when it's something that everyone needs to listen to. 803 star 930. Brenda is on the east side. Hey, Brenda, thanks for calling in. Hi, how are you? Brenda, I'm yeah, doing I'm well. Hoping, okay, yeah, I'm hoping that through this, uh, that people learn to be more prepared readiness. Uh, prepared readiness was something I learned as a child back during the time of civil defense when they were talking about the, uh, the you know, a warfare or whatever was going on as a little kid. And then I was telling the, uh, the screener that as a child, we had a we didn't have a basement at our house, so all winter in the winter months our pipes would freeze. So my mom would always boil water, and we'd have water boiled and stored so that in case we our pipes freeze, we would still have water and not have to go and borrow water from neighbors. But and um, that still is stuff that I do now. I I have at least I keep at least ten gallons of water in the house on my stairs in case the water pipes go out. And different things, and plus, all the the really good thing was all them food boxes they gave out with the free food during the the during this year. I stored a lot of those canned goods. And you now, Brenda, let me ask you: during the uh, during the storm, did you lose power, or were you uh, were you good during the storm? I was good during the storm, but you know what? I have a I have hand crank radios, and I have one of my hand cranks actually can charge my cell phone. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I use I still use a lot of that stuff, and I'm gonna tell you, people used to laugh at me because I used to have battery powered uh, TVs. Because when I went out, I went if I wanted to at, at a park or something, wanted to see a show, I would have it, and they would laugh at me. And I know doing some of the storms, my our power in the house didn't go out. But guess who borrowed my TV set? <laughs> people without power. So I, people without power. <laughs> so I kind of I I. Uh, uh, one of the uh, teachers I uh, I've attended a prepared readiness uh, workshops, Dr. Eva Doyle. She teaches a, a lot of that is prepared readiness, and that is something that I I at least practice. At least I keep ten. You could have ten plus gallons per person in the house. So for anything for cooking and different things like that. And I still remember during that time of the 50s when reading those civil defense pamphlets, they would tell you how to sterilize water. I even my bleach bottles, after I used the unscented bleach, 
I uh, also pour sterilized boiled water into those bottles because I use that mostly for dishes and different things like that in case I had to. But you can't drink it. They say you can't drink it, but, I, you know, I, I, I don't. I always keep the bottle, gallon bottled water in the house. But I think people should learn to be a little bit more with that. Therefore, you don't have to go out. I, I have, I have, I have powdered eggs and I have powdered milk, and you don't have to go out and buy and be so have to buy that stuff because you have it, and especially tuna and different things like that. You can have it in the house. Brenda, what's powdered eggs? I've never heard of that. It's uh, it's powdered eggs, and you put water in it, and you can scramble your eggs, and you can cook up. Uh, with that, you can eat it also. Uh, back then, when they used to give out surplus foods, we used to get the uh, powdered eggs all the time. There were powdered eggs during that time when they used to give food out up here at the armories. Um, we used to get spam and the different things. But powdered eggs are like eggs. They're eggs. You add water to it, you can eat it like a scrambled egg, oh. or and you can cook with that. I'll tell you, Brenda, that's the kind of stuff WBEN needs to stock their cabinets so the next time people get stuck here with a storm. Right. I I told people, I said, we never realized sometimes things have a purpose. All those food, all that food that they gave out, a lot of people probably gave it away and all like that. We should have stored some of it. They should have stored some of it because uh, it was it, it would been, it would have been useful, especially for you and your family at this time. For sure. For sure. Brenda, I, I really appreciate the call. I got to ask you before uh, we let you go. Um, how was the cleanup in your neighborhood after the storm? It was it was very well. In fact, after the storm hit, after all the wind blew, uh, the day that, that I didn't hear any wind, it was like I think it was like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. After that wind stopped, I went outside on my porch, my porch and my sidewalk. I could still see my porch and my sidewalk and my car, even to the license plate. What I did was when they said the storm was coming. I closed my gate. I have a gate in a long yard back to a, a drive area, and I closed that off, and I pulled my car level to the front of my house. So, therefore, I didn't, wouldn't have to shovel so much. I didn't know to the extent of how much we were going to get, but that's what I did. And when I went outside, there, it was very little snow. Most of the snow went across the street that was up to the porches. However, there were big drifts in the street. I I kind of went with my broom and sh- and just swept that powdery stuff, which I do most of the times when after the snowfall, if it's still light, I take my broom and that's how I kind of clean off instead of doing a lot of shoveling and put the snow and put the uh, salt down. And so when the streets came, uh, I noticed the uh, guy came. They had came down the middle and they kind of pushed the snow over, so I couldn't go anywhere. But the driving van was on, so I didn't have any place to go. But the other night, I heard the beep. A guy, a snowplow, actually came, was on the street, pulling that snow from in front of my house because I had already solicited my brother to come and help me. But they, that night, about 2 o'clock, I heard him, and he, would pull, he was pulling the snow. I put my light on on the porch, and he came back and cleared my driveway. Oh, well, happy to hear that, Brenda. Always, uh, always like when you call in. I hope you have a great new year, and we'll talk to you in 2023. Okay, it will be a pleasure, and you have a blessed one, too. Thank you. That's Brenda on the east side. Opens the line for you, 803-0930, star 930. When we come back, there was an article in the paper. I've got to just tell you something from the article. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get in trouble for it. But i got to tell you something from the article in the paper uh, today. 
And then we'll take your calls. 803-0930, star 930, asking you lessons of the storm, advice to others, like Brenda's advice. Do you have advice for listeners? 803-0930, star 930. And, again, what could local officials learn from this storm, take away from this storm, so we're more prepared, all of us, the next time we get a snowstorm? And there will be a next time. 803-0930, star 930, back after this. Kenny Loggins song. This brings me back to senior year of high school because this was the senior year musical and like all of my friends were in it. I saw it like six times. You know what's funny? I like the soundtrack to Footloose. Hate the movie. Really? Yeah. Not not a fan of the movie. Good soundtrack. Um, I think this song, I'm Free, Heaven Helps the Man, is, uh, is probably the best song on the soundtrack. But... I, those... I mean, Footloose is is the basic answer, but it's still a good song. It's an okay song. I um, 80s movie soundtracks, though, I mean, they don't really... Last Christmas was probably the last really good soundtrack, but it was just a bunch of George Michael and Wham songs, and you could put that in any kind of CD, and i say it was good. Uh, but 80s soundtracks that had entire soundtracks made specifically of songs specifically made for the movie... Uh, you just don't get that anymore. Let's not forget Kenny Loggins in Top Gun. I yes, mean, that was a phenomenal zone. soundtrack. That was a that was a good soundtrack. Let's not forget Huey Lewis in um, Back to the Future. Uh, not only the soundtrack, but he also was in the movie. He just didn't want to be credited. He was the uh, he was the judge that told the, um, Michael J. Fox that his music was too loud. Oh, I love that movie. Don't get me talking about Back to the Future. We'll talk Back to the Future. Next thing you know, it's time for Puckett to start the news. Uh, it's Beamer in for Bowerly here on WBEN. Uh, joining us at 435, Andy Parker is going to join us to talk about how warm the lake is right now and what that could mean for the beginning of 2023. Uh, so that is at 435. Uh, on the text board, someone said, when did Jay call in? I missed it. Um, Texter, you can find that online. It was in the 2 o'clock hour yesterday, Josh, of uh, Tom Bowerly's show, the show you're listening to now, uh, with Bowerly. And um, it was, I'm telling you, I was driving around, and I was tearing up. I mean, it was a beautiful story. Jay, and the thing about that is, I mean, Jay, is, Jay saved so many lives uh, by his actions, and he deserves all the recognition and you know what? There were so many stories of people in Western New York who did what they could to bring people in, to save people. I mean, just so many uplifting, positive stories of people doing good. And we'll take those calls at 803-0930, star 930. Also, lessons learned 
in the blizzard of 22. George is in Cheektowaga. George, thanks for calling oh. in. Hey, how you doing? Um, I hope I'm not um, off, off the topic here, but I, I heard you mention uh, about the smartphones and, um, yes. and messaging. Yes. And um, I have a 38276. I'm getting messages from the um, somebody, Erie County. I've got 26 messages since uh, December 17th about all the warnings of snow. Uh, the city of Buffalo is closed, uh, alternate parking. I've, got a, I've, I've been getting messages like 3 o'clock in the morning, and they wake me up. It kind of scares me. That's interesting. Now, did you sign up for this? I, you know, I, can't, I don't remember how I did it, but it, it sure as heck woke me up a couple times. Um, oh, by the way, Breakfast Club and uh, Rock and Roll High School. That was a movie from the 80s with Ramones. Yes. Out there. Yes. Breakfast Club, uh, also a very yeah. good soundtrack. Yeah, but I'm like, I look at my phone. It's uh, 38276. It's a text. You didn't get, so, a, um, you didn't get a text uh, saying, uh, I'm sorry for my comments. The, the, the county executive doesn't think you're the mayor, does he? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I, I, I wasn't going to go there, but I worked at the RAF building uh, for a few years. Uh, parking cars for the executive fleet, which included polling cars, and he's a he's a swell guy. And I, I, I want to say I want to out myself. I'm a Republican, hardcore Republican, but I love I love polling cars and I love Byron Brown. He's doing a great job, but they're like two little girls at a lunch table in middle school. Like I like what's wrong with those guys? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Did, I mean, did you did you think that his, those comments were probably it wasn't the time? Again, no, you can have your. He's got like he's hypo, hypomanic bipolar. I mean, like he's a swell guy all day long, and he just says silly things once in a while. And um, like you know, like I'm, I'm by, let's say okay, I'm Byron Brown. Okay, fine, give us the help. I'm polling cars. I will give you the help, but you don't. You know, they don't even insult each other. It's it's, it's really kind of weird. I just I thought when um, all the national eyes were on Western New York, it was the wrong time. Again, I'm, I'm not saying hey, believe me, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing in the in the coming weeks. Um, but I just thought yeah, as we're no, still I, cleaning I, I, up, I agree with you guys. Like I, I barely said, you know, they, they could have done a better job warning people, like shutting the city down earlier. But I, I think they're. And I'm, 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 I'm saying this. I'm, I'm a red, white, and blue Republican, and I love both those guys. They're, they do. They do. They're doing a wonderful job. It's just like why? But why do you start pointing fingers? I, 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 where did they come from? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Hey, that. George, I want to look into. I want to look into those county alerts. Uh, that's something I'm gonna. Three two seven six. That's what my text says. That's uh, that's where it comes from. We're gonna we're gonna get some answers on that because if that's something you have to sign. See, that's the thing. It, it can't be something you have to sign up for. Um, because yeah, I did, and I, you know, and I, and I was with my mom. I was with my mom in West Seneca during the storm, and we got. I had a wonderful weekend because I got all the shopping done beforehand, and I was locked down for seven days. And my brother lives in the city, and but I, the alerts let me know not to go there. I didn't want to get pulled over by the National Guard or whatever, and uh, you know he's doing fine. But uh, yeah, that, but it did help me out quite a lot. Yeah. Hey, George Chitawaga, appreciate the call. That's the thing. If it's something you sign up for, not everyone's going to sign up for it. It's got to be something that takes over your phone, right? And I'm not the biggest fan of, of giving you know, anyone the power to, quote, take over your phone. But what I mean by take over your phone is send an alert that you cannot ignore. That's what it's got to be. You can ignore text. Believe me, I ignore about, I, I, you know, any, any, I ignore most of the texts that come to my phone. Just ask my wife who tries to text me when I'm working out. Um, I, I ignore a lot of text. Um, it, it can't be something you have to sign up for. Again, that goes back to my original argument. Most people don't follow the news, okay? Just like most people aren't talking about politics every day. That's something you have to realize. Most people before 2020 didn't know who Mark Polonkars was or what the county executive position was. Let's be honest. You have to realize most people do not regularly follow the news.
just like most people don't regularly follow politics. A lot of people can't name who their congressperson is, okay? Let, let's, just, let's just be honest. It's got to be something that takes over your phone. It's got to be like the Amber Alert. There is a massive storm coming. I mean, if that technology isn't used for a blizzard, again, I'm glad it's used for Amber Alerts. I'm glad they send that information out. Everyone should have, be, have that information and know what they're looking for. But that, that, that technology has to be used for, for, for a storm. Again, you're going to have people who are going to ignore a driving ban regardless. And again, I think you can go back to the last two plus years being told what to do, when to do it. Okay? And I think our elected officials need to look in the mirror and say, you know, maybe we went too far with mandates and lockdowns and bans and all this stuff. There's got to be a way that you can confidently say everyone was alerted. In my opinion, it's not enough just to put it on the uh, digital signs on the throughway. <laughs> you know what I mean? But everyone has a phone. You know, we went to, uh, after our, our appointment yesterday, we went out to breakfast. Now, there weren't many people. It was, you know, a Thursday at 10 o'clock. But guess what? You look around that, that diner, at least one person at every table was, was buried in their phone. So there's got to be a way that technology we know is there. There's got to be a way to make sure that every single person in Western New York knew that not only a storm was coming, but a very severe weather storm or snowstorm. Sorry. And again, I think if Josh was in charge as county executive, he would have sent that TikTok video out showing the storm that was heading right here for Buffalo. And don't get me wrong, text alerts are great. The, the fact they have something you can sign up for, that's great. Not everyone's going to sign up for it. You have people that won't sign up for it because they don't like the party of the people in power. You've got people that won't sign up for it because they don't care about politics or they don't care about the news. So, okay, that's a good service. Don't get me wrong. I sign up for a lot of stuff like that. But it needs to be something that you know everyone's going to get and that everyone is going to receive and, and realize this is a serious storm. Because a lot of people did. I, I keep saying, Thursday night, I went out. There were a lot of people. Stores were empty. You know, shelves were empty towards the end of the day Thursday. But you still had people who didn't, that, who didn't realize the severity and exactly when this was going to hit. And then, yeah, you had the people who ignored it. And, and I'm sure there are people now um, who will tell you, you know, they'll never ignore a driving ban again. But... And like I said to George, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to point fingers over the next few weeks. But if you are in a position of power, if you're an elected official in New York State, Erie County, or the city of Buffalo, you know, you all can, can learn from this and put and do better next time. I mean, and that's really what it has to come down to. And yes, you have to admit, I could have been better. I don't, th I think the, the, I think one of the qualities of a good leader is admitting when you're wrong, admitting when you could have done something better, learning that, uh, admitting that you're learning. Again, unfortunately, in politics of 2022, our politicians don't want to admit when they're wrong or admit when they could have done something better. And again, they just want to make it the other person's fault. No, it's the other person, the other person's. But again, I just, I, 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 to go back to my original statement at 2 o'clock, I think it's rich 
some, you know, people who for four years told me that we need the adult in the room are now applauding the county executive for his comments a few days ago. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you so much for spending the last Friday of 2022 with me. I really appreciate it. You know, I, I always say this, and I, I hate to be a broken record, but as a huge radio fan, I realize what it's like when you turn your favorite radio show on and it's not the host of the show and it's some awful fill-in. Um, I, I appreciate you uh, not only keeping the radio on, but calling in and contributing to the show. It really means a lot, especially, you know, uh, during the holiday season. Uh, so thank you so much for that. I, I Again, I realize you turn on the Tom Bowerly show and Bowerly's on vacation. It's kind of, oh, really? Um, but Tom will be back on Tuesday. You are stuck with me today and on Monday. And again, I, I appreciate those who, uh, who hang on and contribute to the show. I, I've got to point this out. And again, I might get in trouble for this, but David talked about it, so I feel like maybe I could talk about it. We were mentioned in the Buffalo News, and, you know, that, that's, that's, that's nice. Uh, Alan Pergament, as you might know, he does the uh, TV and radio review. He claims he doesn't do much radio, but this week alone he's done three radio articles. So, anyway, he didn't mention WBEN's coverage over the weekend, which is fine. You know, we did it because that's our duty. That's if a news radio station isn't there with you during a major storm, then what good are they? (laughs) You know what I mean? What good is a news radio station that airs recorded programming during a huge storm? Right. We were here with you all day Friday, all day Saturday into Christmas um, into Christmas Day. We are here with you through the entire storm, giving you constant updates, getting interviews with elected officials, with officials around western New York. Um, there's another radio station that wasn't. And I don't want to, you know, hey, whatever it is, it is. But there was a comment in the article from an email that was sent. And this is what the, the line read. A station I never listened to, WBEN, provided round-the-clock hyper-local programming that was reassuring and comforting. And I just want to say to that person that wrote the email, I hope you're listening still, um, or to anybody who was in that camp of, a station I never listened to, I hope you know that we're glad you tuned in. We hope you keep on listening. Again, you might not like some of the opinions you hear, but the beautiful thing about WBEN is we have a phone line. And you can call in, give your opinion. Like, if you think I'm being unfair in my criticism of county executive polling cars, call in. 803-0930. Let's have a conversation. I'm not going to hang up on you unless you call me a name that the FCC says you can't call me. Uh, I'm not going to hang up on you. We're going to have a nice conversation. This, This platform is for all opinions out there to call in. Let's put all the opinions on the table. You disagree with something I'm saying, something David's saying, something Tom's saying, something Brian's saying? Guess what? Call in, and we'll have a conversation. I'm probably not going to change your mind. You're not going to change mine. But that's what this platform is perfect for. We are here for you when we need to be live, local, and give you all the, uh, the, the nonstop coverage of a storm, uh, of something going on in the area. We will always be here for you. But on a regular week, when we're doing our regular programming— and you don't like uh, an opinion you hear, you want to put a different opinion out there, guess what? That's what the phone line's for. Of course, I like hearing people call me and say, Joe, you're right, you know, this is where you're right. But 
there's something entertaining to something, someone calling in and saying, Joe, you're, that you're wrong. You're very wrong, and this is why. So if you fall into that camp, like the person who sent this email to Alan Pergament, a station I never listened to, WBEN, provided round-the-clock hyper-local programming that was reassuring and comforting, well, hopefully you've changed your tune, you're tuned in, maybe you'll become a WBEN listener and you'll leave that other radio station that they were talking about. And again, if you don't like an opinion that I have or Tom has or David has, guess what? 803-0930, call in. Joe, I thought, you were, I thought you were unfair in your criticisms of the county executive, and here's why. That would be a great conversation, and guess what? That would be entertaining. Two people who disagree going, uh, going back and forth in a respectful way, that's entertaining. So I just want to put that out there. This, this, is, this platform is made for all opinions to have a voice. That's what the phone number's for. That's what the, Vol- the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board's for. So yeah, we'll be here wall-to-wall when we need to be, and we will have breaking news and we will keep you covered as long as we, as long as we need to. But when we're doing just a regular show, maybe we get a little political or we're talking about something you just don't, you don't agree with where we're coming from. That's what the phone's for. Call in. Put your opinion out there. So I, I'm just hoping. That's, I want to stress that. I, I can't stress that enough. This is a station for all opinions. This is a station for everyone in Western New York. A station you can count on. When we need to be there, we will. And a station that if you disagree with our opinion, you can call in and get your opinion on the air. Again, you're not gonna, you probably won't change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. So 803-0930 is that number we're talking about. And we hope that you stay tuned and we hope that we've uh, gained a few new listeners. And if we haven't and you go back to the other radio station and another storm hits Buffalo, well, guess what? You know you can come back to WBEN and we'll be here live and local because that's our duty as a radio station here in Western New York is to provide you with live local coverage as long as we need to. Back after this.